0: Think again with Borderlands Cooperative.
1: Join us for critical conversations about things that matter.
0: Every Friday at 10 a.m. on 3CR Community Radio. 855 a.m. on your dial.
1: And on 3CR Digital and Streaming Live at 3cr.org.au.
0: So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics,
1: politics
0: education, health, climate,
1: and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, uh, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet.
0: And I'm Jennifer Burrell.
1: Probably first we really should be sadly announced that long-term broadcaster uh, Chris Gaffney passed away last wednesday on the 14th of august chris was a member of 3cr since uh, 1990 and volunteered on the committee of management and run the program great voices and keep left and of course we really as the followers of that same almost that same slot on a friday morning we hope that we will continue to be worthy followers of his great program Today we will be talking uh, about the Royal Commission and Royal Commissions and why we have them and should we have them. A few programmes ago we discussed Banking Royal Commission in particular the very different approaches taken to regulating the finance and banking sector in which there was the recent uh, Royal Commission and about unions about whom or about which there previously had been one. On the one hand you get very light touch uh, regulation for the finance sector and banking people and heavy artillery being brought in to disempower and attack, really, unions and their members, the workers.
0: Yes, the Banking Royal Commissioner, Kevin Haynes, said it all recently. He accused the political establishment of being captured by vested interests. He criticised the lack of transparency of political decisions and how these are influenced by those powerful enough to lobby governments behind closed doors. Of course he's right... People know this and are disenchanted with mainstream political processes, and the idea that governments and politicians genuinely represent them in political decisions. At the same time, it was great to hear someone with his status call this out. As a former judge who served on the High Court for decades, Justice Hayne is not so easily dismissed.
1: Kenneth Haynes asked why we are having to resort resort to so many of uh, royal commissions in the first place, which is a good question, which uh, we asked in previous programs, do you remember? That I said, why always have to call in the royals when it looks as if our systems Mm -hmm. don't work?
0: Yeah, Exactly. So to start with, what is a royal commission? Well, royal commissions are a type of public inquiry appointed by the executive government. So what's the executive government? Well, the executive government is made up of the Queen, represented by the Governor-General, Prime Minister and Ministers, while the Parliament, of course, is made up of the Queen, the Senate and the House of Representatives. And, of course, we usually just think of the Parliament as the Senate and House of Representatives. Uh, Not all public inquiries are Royal Commissions. Royal Commissions have more power, which has been provided through legislation since 1902. Royal Commissions have wide ranging coercive powers such as the ability to call and cross examine witnesses, obtain evidence, have rights of entry and phone tapping, while providing protection against legal action for witnesses and inquiry members. In formal terms, Royal Commissions are mostly used to get to the truth about a matter of importance. Of course, they are also used for political purposes to expose an issue when it doesn't seem to be taken seriously. We've had um, at least 123 Royal Commissions at a national level since 1901, with an additional 14 Commissions of Inquiry. So that's 137 altogether. Um, 70 of those Royal Commissions happened from 1901 to 1930, in the first decades of Federation.
1: So you can somehow accept that there's 70 of them in the first 30 years of the establishment of Australia as an independent nation, because we probably had to learn the tricks of, uh, of democracy and of the royals, basically. But after about 100 and whatever number of years, we probably should have been learning our things a bit better. So we were really interested to hear Kenneth Haynes say that we are resorting to royal commissions due to a failure of government. In terms of government acting one-sidedly on behalf of vested interests, but also the adversarial and populist side of current political debate. though we did not use the word populist as far as we know. Of course, this adversarial sort of adversarial tactic of defining a, a sort of a, a, an enemy, the labor party in this particular instance or a problem or a solution and then pledging to fight it for you as is, that is a feature of populism as we said a couple of uh, uh, weeks ago and that that kind of way of talking adversarial is often supported by a three word kind of a slogan like stop the boats actually hayne argued that debates are characterized by reference only to slogans coined by uh, partisan participants, which is really a characteristic of populism.
0: Mm. So often the problem the Royal Commission is meant to put light on is obvious and could be dealt with if there was only the political will, which is of course the case of the Victorian one, um, mental health. And if the values of fairness and mutual care would be generally accepted and prominent in our society... So royal commissions appear to be invoked for political purposes to bring those in power, often kicking and screaming, to do the right thing, especially if they emanate from the opposition and or the crossbench in Parliament. A case in point is, first, who was the Treasurer and then Prime Minister Scott Morrison's long resistance to the banking royal commission. As a matter of fact, the entire coalition was adamantly opposed to it and in the end was basically forced to call it as they had lost their majority in the House... As we now know, the Commission exposed a range of criminal and shonky practices which were encouraged from the top of the financial bodies, uh, including stealing from customer accounts on a routine basis, charging people for no service, including dead people, selling policies that could never be claimed on claimed on, just to name a few. Uh, and these are our financial institutions who are supposed to be our pillars of society and of
1: our economy. And as a matter of, of fact. Course. Much of the dreadful malpractices and outright stealth committed should have been picked up easily by the already available institutional control processes. ASIC and APRA, we talked about them a couple of weeks ago, they are lawfully tasked to oversee banking and other financial processes and transactions. But they obviously, seemingly, obviously seemingly deliberately looked elsewhere while having cozy conversations with the known offenders. After all of that breathless talk about the Royal Commissions, let's have a listen to John Butler and corporate sin quite appropriately.
2: Everybody work the minds while she Injured people, yeah, that's where they lay yeah. And their descendants hold close to heart. Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate and family relationships, however, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians providing counselling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between Queers Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information, visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help, call 000.
0: A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Jacques and Jennifer on Think Again, 3CR 855am on your dial. 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about Royal Commissions and why we're having them so
1: much. The uh, justice consequences from the Banking Royal Commission, based on its many recommendations, is slow and by all accounts uncertain. In Tuesday's newspaper, the ANZ already complained that too much oversight is existing and that the watchdogs are stifling business and banks. And a mantra of cutting red and green tape is never far away from the rhetoric of those in Parliament. After all, we need to produce a surplus, don't we? Mm. According to the seemingly assured promise of the present treasurer and his boss.
0: Mm. And back to the financial institutions. If anyone else would hack into bank accounts and steal funds or obtain financial advantage by deception, it would be seen as a clear crime and prosecuted. But these acts of theft and ruination of other people's lives and livelihoods are often referred to as misbehaviour, even, even in the mainstream press, like naughty pupils being cheeky to the teacher or their elders. So while the government has increased penalties for corporate crime, Helen Bird from Swinburne University says that judges are extremely reluctant to apply maximum penalties. She says there's a very conservative approach to the awarding of sanctions against white-collar crime, coupled with a preference to go with the civil penalty route. Meanwhile, as we know, those with the deepest pockets often get the most favourable treatment from the courts and our justice system. In addition, Fiona Guthrie from Financial Counselling Australia points out that structural problems exposed by the Banking Royal Commission remain and are unlikely to be adequately dealt with, let alone enforced. Mm, So back to our main point. Why are we resorting to Royal commissions so much without first using the information and processes that are at hand? With the Royal Commission into Aged Care, Quality and Safety, don't we already know that people are being severely neglected if not abused? These are people who are already vulnerable. That's why they're there and need extra care. So why aren't we referring to long-held expertise about the required nurse-to-patient ratios, for example, as used in hospitals and within the nursing profession? The same could be said about the Disability Royal Commission or Royal Commission into Violence, Abuse, Neglect and Exploitation of People with Disability. Mm. Why don't we first just do the right thing? We
1: probably soon will have a Royal Commission about climate change mm. because we don't believe 6,000 experts who have been telling us for years now that it's not really going well with our weather and with our climate.
0: Well, I hope the Royal Commission wouldn't go for too long. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Even the Conservative News Corporation recently published an analysis of all the reviews and necessary legislative, legislative initiatives and problems the government needed to tackle. As the author said, many of those are caused by the government itself because it, of its dithering, its delaying, internal conflict and such more. There's no need really to return the rather shameful story of the last, say like 10 years of political shenanigans. But the list of reviews occupying the government and parliament at present is impressive to say the least. The last inquiry to be added to the list is a review into the NDIS, not a Royal Commission but a review. and. I've I've just been editing an issue of The New Community on the NDIS and the effect of its implementation on individuals and community. Mm. Uh, I must wonder why there is already a need to review the program or scheme after barely six years of gradual implementation across the country. There are calls for more resources, more training, faster delivery of services, and the making of the inf- infamous plans, disability plans, uh, which which it, it doesn't work, really. It's... So it's rather simple to correct these ones. One would think, like for example, probably the government needs a bit. Probably they need a bit of a delay before they actually realize and agree that they have to implement the obvious changes which need to be made, and that they probably also need to pay a little bit more money for staff and for other services, as you, as Jennifer just has been Mm. saying. So uh, it's really a question, Is the, are these commissions and reviews only there to delay the regular processes of decision-making in Parliament?
0: Yeah, and especially keeping in mind there was a surplus of money that had been allocated in the budget
1: for the NDIS Absolutely. that wasn't used. Absolutely.
2: We appreciate, like, you mob and all the people coming and visit us and doing stuff like this, you know, it's very good. It yes. keeps a positive mindset in our mind, you know, and we really appreciate it. Because of her we can,
0: yeah.
2: I wanna be a better, better man, yeah. Because of
0: we can. Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates across Victoria. You can listen to audio from this year and previous years online anytime.
2: How do you rehabilitate someone? They just put you in a cell and tell you this is how long you're going to do and it's meant to rehabilitate you. You know, Rehabilitation starts when you get out. That's when your life begins again, doesn't it? In here, your life's on hold.
0: Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. Or if you'd like us to post you a free CD, contact the station on 03 9419 8377. When I first come to this jails was about 10 years ago and, and I was a young one. I hope the young ones come off the truck there the other day and they call me Annie Marlene so it helped me recognise and realise it like pulled themselves up like ER. They're starting to look up to me so I've got to represent and do the right thing now. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. <laughs> You're listening to Jacques and Jennifer on Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial. 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about royal commissions and what our frequent resort to them says about the health of our democracy.
1: I'm not holding my breath, but I'm quite sure that some bright spark in the government will suddenly come up with a suggestion, or in the opposition even, to start a royal commission into the need for public infrastructure. Everyone is now talking about the need for it as also a solution to our our financial problems. So that infrastructure would include fast trains along the eastern seaboard and many, many others. But. That will slow, of course, uh, uh, putting a review or a royal commission in place, will slow the process and will gain time for having to commit funds. But probably even, we probably have to increase taxes or fuel excise or all of those. Oh, no. In in the end, that could yet again (laughs) lead to the conclusion that rather than public infrastructure, it will be better to show via a so-called business case that we better leave it to the private sector. Because the two major parties, unfortunately, and large sections of the public really question our blind faith that private business do, do everything best in the face of all the evidence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. So rather than taxes which make the party that proposes it look bad, we'd probably rather leave it to the private enterprise to do the job and later the charges us as users of the infrastructure to add to their profits for decades to come. And of course it, would, it props up the capitalist economic system which would likely crumble even faster without the crutches thus offered by the government.
0: Yes, of course, Royal Commissions come with a hefty price tag too, while we're talking about how we spend our money and how we collect our money, and who, who provides that money, of course, what sectors of society. Um, about $75 million um, is the approximate cost for the Royal Commission into banking alone. So a plethora of inquiries at the federal level also include management of water resources and the Murray-Darling Basin and nuclear energy. Um, Ideas of sound financial management and proper use of taxpayer dollars seem to go out the window when allocating hefty funds for these commissions and inquiries, which usually should not be necessary if governments, as we are arguing, were just doing their job. Um, with the knowledge and levers for action that are red- readily available. Okay. Meanwhile many people are struggling to live on New Start and similar Centrelink payments like youth allowance that do not cover the basic costs of living such as food and housing, forcing people to go to charities to get food parcels. But apparently we can't afford to raise these payments by the required conservatively estimated $75 per week When I say estimate, that's based on research by Australian Council of Social Services. Nor can we seem to afford social housing when so many people are homeless, including the growing group of older women who have worked all their lives and raised families.
1: And back to Kenneth Haynes uh, and his point that if democracy was really working, we wouldn't need all these expensive inquiries. He gave us an example, the debate over the Uluru Statement on Indigenous Recognition. In Australian Constitution as a case in point, that statement, you probably will recall, calls for a First Nations voice in the Australian Constitution and a Makarata Commission to supervise a process of agreement making and truth telling between government and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. But Conservatives have claimed that it would represent a third chamber to Parliament, despite the fact that the statement does not call for one at all. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has subsequently, of course, rejected the idea. And there's Justice Hayne. he said, we have seen that in this country, in the debate about the Uluru Statement for the Haat, that was where obviously those, those uh, uh, things we don't like, they are then rejected. We have seen that in the United States in the debate about the Mueller Report. The examples of those reviews or whatever, they can be multiplied. The increasingly frequent calls for a royal commission in this country cannot and should not, Haynes said, be dismissed as some passing fad of fashion. Instead, we need to grapple closely with what these calls are telling us about the state of our democratic institutions. And of course, particularly also democratic institutions, as we have been saying in this program ever since we started. We need to reinstate values of reciprocity, of mutual care in our conversations, in our public life, in our private life, in basically. The 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 way in which we deal with one another, we deal in our organizations, in our communities, and so on. So uh, we're extending actually Justice Haynes' call for bringing back forms of ethical behavior into our everyday lives, bringing back uh, ways of of being which are re- regenerative of uh, of good life, of good living, and particularly also attempt to restore the damage which we have done for the last that we probably, probably a couple of hundred years to the environment and to our ecology, which after all, relationally, is what sustains us. Mm-hmm. And that is really where probably Borderlands has been sitting for ever uh, since it started 20 years ago. Uh,
0: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.